And oh, my uh, sounding crap. All right, that's fine. Well, you're doing good. Man. Okay, just making sure. I'm, well, I adjusted. Oh, we're going. I, Damn I, it, Jim, you did it again. <laughs> I know, I know. I kind of snuck that up on you. Uh, but there are adjustments that have to be made. I mean, there is a lot of technology. People have no idea. To get this thing going, what we have to do about adjusting levels and looking at the waveform to make sure it's right, uh, to get the microphones placed exactly the way we want them to be, it's a big deal. And so if I I did, I jumped the gun. (laughs) I know I did. But the value in that is that the audience gets, however briefly, a little snapshot of the reality of of the ordeal. And not to put too fine a point on it, but the work we have to do to make this thing happen for our 45 minutes or so, you know. Um, And all praise to Jim. Uh, He's been an absolute phenomenal editor in all of this. Uh, He's been doing all of it. I I, I provide about 50% of voice in this, and then Jim just kills it on the rest of it, and so... Thank you, Jim, for being uh, That's nice pr- producer, say. editor, yeah. and, uh, creator, uh, all-time master of the mic. Well, you know, I mean, uh, thank you, and I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. That's nice of you to say. And the reality of the situation from my point of view is that in some serious sense, broadcasting has been my life uh, from the time that I was uh, 17. And so anything that I do now merely is like being at my mother's breast in a sense because it's so familiar and so self-validating. Yeah. If I'm on a microphone. And the thing that I like about this recent development where you say that you are thinking of getting into broadcasting as a career uh, is that it is habit-forming and it's kind of like a bug that can spread. Mm-hmm. And it seems like uh, you've been bitten now, man. You infected me? Is this I what guess, you think? Yeah, yeah, in a harsh sense. <laughs> I mean, but it's something that is likely to be a pleasure to you if you decide that you really like it and stick with it. Uh, it'll be a pleasure to you for your entire life, I think. Well, we've got a we've got a serious amount of time ahead of us before a lot of this starts falling into place. So yeah, until true. until it happens, I'm super hopeful, very excited. Um, I hope the listeners are as excited as we are, um, and we'll just see where things go. But for now, uh, this is inherently. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We actually got to say who we are. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> we gotta. You know, that's called adhering to format. So go ahead. It, it's it's almost like we're human, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. We're uh, not robots. Not robots. No, but we are instead inherently human. Uh, this is episode twenty-six. My yeah. name is Aiden DeBoard. and my name is Jim Newman. And Jim Newman, what's so what's what's our brand? Well, you know, <laughs> uh, after due thought, yes. I would say that one significant element is the age difference. Yeah. That is the difference um, between you being 21 and me being 73. And then you have to ask the question, well, then how do people with that kind of generational 
gap. I mean, it's not a gap. It's a chasm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a gorge. A canyon. Yeah, that's the word. So how do the people possibly, my question is, how do people communicate over that vast distance? That's the question yeah. that I think we try to answer here. That's why we have the podcast. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> should listen sociologically yeah. to it. I think we should be used in future research for psychologists uh, trying to bridge the gaps between uh, all the eras of people mm-hmm. um, by using us as examples of how it should be. Any heads up <laughs> anthropologist will look at it and say, did you hear how he said that? <gasps> did you hear yeah, that? You know, I mean... He was trying to hold his own in the face of youth. <laughs> That's what Jim Newman always does. He just tries not to melt away Aren't in we some all, way. I guess, tr- well, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, humans are vulnerable. Uh, that's oh, a fact. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to tell you a story about something that happened. You know, one uh, issue uh, recording a podcast on sophisticated equipment, as mm-hmm. we do, is that you have We're to professionals. know. Exactly. <laughs> and we have to know the equipment well enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on the phone to... Uh, Apple Care, and Apple Care is responsible for the digital recording system that I have here on this computer, mm-hmm. which is called Logic. And I was calling because I had a problem. So uh, I had a, a senior technological engineer on the phone, and we were arguing about this and that, and he was saying, that I didn't understand something about the way it should go, and there was a debate going on because I wasn't sure he was right. Anyway, mm-hmm. that got worked out. I kind of won one there because he <laughs> had a preconception about what he thought the problem was. It turned out it was more along the lines of what I claimed it to be, okay? Yeah. So th- by rights, at that point, mm-hmm. the conversation should have ended because we had nothing more to talk about. Yeah. But somehow, the chemistry between me and this guy, and I don't even know where. He could have been in Australia. I don't think so, because he would have had an accent. But he could be anywhere Yeah, in the United States working out of his house. And he tells me that he believes in ghosts. <gasps> and he believes in time travel. And he doesn't want anybody to think that he's silly, uh, but he just thought he would share with me that it might indeed be the case that people have figured out time travel and that in the year 2024, everyone is going to know about that. That's a very specific year. Yeah, he said, and I don't know exactly, he didn't give me the footnotes yeah. Why he thought that? But he also shared that when he comes home to his one bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. sometimes at night, he feels this cold, clammy, sudden, intense feeling. And it's almost as though he's been touched by a ghost. Now, this is an Apple tech. Yeah. That I don't know. Faceless entirely. Yeah. And he, for some reason, heard that during our 
disagreement, our argument uh, about whatever the problem was that we were trying to solve, he heard something, I guess, in me, uh, other than just him needing to spew his concern about ghosts in his house or whatever it was. But I loved the the chance possibility that someone that I don't know Mm -hmm. could open up. And maybe that's why he did open up. Do you think? Is it possible that uh, because I didn't know him, I can't judge him? I'm never going to talk to him again. Who do you have to tell other than everybody on <laughs> on the right podcast? He should have his own <laughs> podcast because he could really talk about stuff like that. Yeah. How long were you on the phone with him? Oh God. I mean, um, I'm sure it. The issue that we were dealing with was very complicated, and it turned out really not to be a software um, problem at all. It had mm-hmm. to do with a plug-in. So we had to go on the plug-in manufacturer's website and then figure out something about the installation of the plug-in. It was really complicated. But by God, that guy stuck with me through the whole thing. So I was seeing him very favorably. I mean, I just thought that he was the greatest guy going. Maybe maybe that was our connection. Yeah. That we'd been through the wars together in a way for an hour and 15 minutes or maybe <laughs> even longer. Yeah. And suddenly we were pals, man. And I enjoyed the conversation. I would love to have a beer with a guy. Because he's talking about the supernatural and, mm-hmm. you know, how uh, you can kind of notice that dogs <clears throat> will track. They'll turn their head. Their eyes will appear to yeah. be watching something yep. when there isn't mm-hmm. anything there at all. <laughs> I'm groaning because I know my cat does that right now. What? And uh, you should work for Apple and then talk yeah. to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I really should go into broadcasting, huh? I think and you tell should. people about my cat. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> tell me about your cat, man. You want to know about Agro? I do. It, what, okay, the name again? Have I never talked to you about Agro? Uh, I know you've talked about your cat, but never, I believe, have you mentioned Agro. It's Agro, A-G-R-O? Uh, A-G-G-R-O. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. A-G-G-R-O. Technically, the the basis of his name... His name. ...came from a, uh, a video game that I played. Yeah. And the horse companion is named Agro, and it's spelt A G R O. I didn't know that at the time when I had when I got my cat. Okay. And so I goofed and put two G's in it. Oh, I'm sorry. Eh, you know it's all right because now he's stuck with that extra G. Yeah, he's well. he's a, he's a hella G. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, is he an O G? He's an O G. He's an O G G. Uh, he's a B G. He's a big guy and <laughs> you don't overfeed aggro do you i'd like to think i don't okay good. but i'll take you at your word on that thank you but he's a, he's a chunk he's huge Is he? yeah what's he's... his personality like i know that he watches blank space and yeah, he watches does that a lot. mysterious nothings moving around the room is that what you're saying i mean every once in a while it might also just be the catnip 
Um, <laughs> that's doing that to him. Are you indulging him in... Uh... He yells at me until I give him catnip. Ah. <laughs> and so, and he doesn't, it's really weird how he does it, and I don't know if I'm a bad cat dad for doing it, but... A bad cat dad. Yeah. That guy ought to be in radio <laughs> saying stuff like that. But, uh... Agro likes to eat the catnip. Well, isn't that, uh, pr- pr- correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that what they're supposed to do? I mean, I don't really know I what catnip is. they rolled in it. Oh, really? I, do they eat it? They yeah, might. No, I mean, how uh, they, they have to ingest it. They can't smoke it, right? And the, That's uh, fair. Well, I mean, I, I'm I used not to, uh, an expert on this. <laughs> I used to know a gal uh, who would mix catnip and weed and smoke it. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> crazier as time went on. I'm afraid. Oh, buddy. Uh, anyways, that time my life completely ignored. Hopefully. Okay, um, but we're talking about <laughs> aggro now. Yeah. So, aggro. Oh man, I love my I love my kitty. I, I think that's great, man. So, um, there's actually a story about how I even got that cat. Okay. So, my brother, for a long time, uh, lived in the apartment that I live in right now. Uh-huh. Um, and he had an ex-girlfriend whose dog he would watch, but yeah. everyone considered that dog his dog. Oh, okay, whole, sure. Whole set of drama there. Um, and my brother is still friends, however you want to describe that uh with his ex's mom and (laughs) yeah interesting right there's a whole dynamic i would love to hear that story sometime (laughs) on a later podcast yeah maybe episode 27 we'll see all right maybe oh guest cast with jesse and he can do it oh okay yeah anyways um jesse is my brother Oh yeah, well, yeah. dude, we we ought to we really ought to be having guests. I've say I say that all the time. I think like, yeah. I'm real passive about it. We don't do guests, but we should. I have I, I at least so a many. dozen people. I yeah. do too. I do too. <laughs> and they're all welcome. Yes. Why aren't they here? I I Todd. because we have two microphones. Oh, I know it. It is a problem. We need a third microphone. I was somehow. thinking somehow uh, with the magic of. Uh, audio editing and we take that little like mobile mic that you use and that's the third and then we just upload that and then put it with the other (laughs) you can do that right that's possible I've got uh, you know I've got a tech and uh, I'm sure we can figure it out well look over there to your uh, left that's a microphone that's another mic right there yeah neat I didn't know that was here well it's there it's not a great mic, but it is a mic. Well, it's connected to this sound generator. Yeah. It can make me sound like a chorus, or it can make me sound like a robot. It can do all kinds of stuff. But I think we could just connect. We could just connect that uh, that microphone some other way yeah. and have a person because we need guests. Yeah. No. But anyway. Anyway, so we're back. Are we back to aggro now? Yes. Okay. The kitty. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so Agro was my brother's ex's mom's cat. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I suspected that. So the mom was moving from here in Oregon to Florida. Wow. Yeah. 
And so as she was trying to sell the house that she was living in, uh, she couldn't have the cat in the house, you know, for cleanliness purposes. He's very fluffy. And so Hmm. cat hair would get everywhere. And so she was paying my brother to look after him. And at the time, I was living with my grandparents. It was summer, and I would... I would live at my brother's apartment whenever he was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would be there for like a week, weekend sometimes, and I would hang out with the cat. And, and I you guys bonded? Kind oh, of? yeah, we did. Wow. Me and that. And the thing is that my brother is not a cat person. Not a cat person But at he all. did it out of loyalty he, to his ex-girlfriend's mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's because he's a nice guy, you know? Good for Jesse. And he was getting paid to do it. Oh, so. uh, well. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he does not like that cat. Um, he doesn't like any cats, for that matter. Uh-huh. And so there was a time just before the mom was about to move, and... Jesse had asked me if I wanted to keep the cat. And I knew that I was going to be moving into the apartment that he was in, the one that I'm in right now. Right. And I was going to, I'm live, I live alone. And so I said, hell yeah, I want that cat. Or else I'm going to be really, really lonely and fish just don't do it for me. Mm, they don't. Uh, they don't interact. Yeah, no. It's you don't get a lot of feedback from them goldfish. Exactly. You can't cuddle a fish. No, you can't. And if no. you do, well, just uh, bad. It's hard on the fish. <laughs> you can do it once. Yeah. Um. So me and Agro were very close. Um. I was the better brother, uh, for cats, and yeah. so my brother moved out. I moved in. The cat stayed and. That's the story on how I came to uh, possess aggro. You know, it sounds like one of those win-win stories that yeah. sometimes you hear about. Exactly. You know. Um, and so when I first got aggro, his name was Victor. Victor. Yeah. Okay. Victor the cat, and I think that's a terrible name for a cat, personally. Um, and <laughs> so my next, oh, so it went from Victor. And my brother only called him Cat. Uh, yeah. Refused to call it by any other name other than just Cat. So it went from Victor to Cat to, let's see, what was the name I gave him first? Alfredo? Yeah. Yeah. No, I named him Alfredo first. Sounds like a pasta dish or something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I was uh, ashamed of that. And so I thought long and hard because now, you know, he, he's my cat. He's, I'll name him something that I, I truly want to name him. And uh, because the, 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 the weed and catnip lady, mm. she came up with Alfredo. Um, oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> it didn't come viscerally out of your relationship. Yeah, no, it is, it is weird. But uh, so <clears throat> the game that uh, the name came from is called Shadow of the Colossus, mm. and I'm not going to get into it, but it's one of my all-time favorite games. Beautiful game, wonderful gameplay, and the horse that you ride on the entire time that takes you to everything and saves you in several situations uh, is named Agro. And mm. so I thought, what a better name. And so you got your own private aggro. I have my own private aggro. 
Nice. Have you ever seen a picture of him? No, man. You got one on you? Yeah, he's my uh, he's my background. I love it. You got it right there with on your phone, man. This yeah. is good. There oh, he he's cute. I'll make sure to post a picture of him or twelve onto the yeah. Facebook page. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of like him. I love my fat cat. Mm. And I take it he's a he's an affectionate animal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I was talking with a coworker of mine not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, on Agro's cuddle patterns. Agro's <laughs> cuddle patterns. Yep. Wow, man! Mm-hmm. You actually had a discussion about cuddle patterns for a cat. I never even thought that there. Were well, no, logic tells me, of course, there would be a pattern, yeah. I guess. And so... Um, <clears throat> you were how, having a discussion about it? Yeah. Okay. We're having, we're talking about his cuddle patterns, and yeah. every night, uh, him and I share the same pillow. It's okay. super cute. He usually kicks me off the pillow. <laughs> um, and so I was saying... Because it's his, actually. Yeah. It, it, he owns that place more than I do okay. because he's there significantly more than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but what will happen is that I'll I'll put my head down on the pillow and I'll be looking at my phone because that's the millennial thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he'll come up and then he'll lie down on the pillow and his back is facing me. So I'm essentially spooning my cat but Mm. i have my face snuggled into his back and i have my arm around him and i'm just lying there against my kitty and i can feel him purring that's nice i love that cat um and then so there's really (laughs) a lot of uh comfort to be had oh yeah absolutely wow man that is great uh something that he'll also do if in the morning usually or in the evening uh i usually sit at my kitchen table and i'm watching youtube or hulu or whatever yeah and i have my feet up on the other chair by my kitchen table and what he'll do is that he'll climb up my legs and then he'll climb onto my chest and then rest his head on my shoulder and so i just kind of hold him there and we cuddle, and oh, it's so good. Man. It's so pure. Yeah, and I know people have cats that, you know, hide in a closet all the time mm-hmm. or something, you know, and don't want to be bothered know-how by yeah. a human being. Exactly, and that's how Agro used to be when he was living with my brother, is that um, he would hide under the bed all the time. Well, that's on Jesse, then. That is on Jesse, and Jesse yeah. knows it, and I've told him. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> As soon as I started coming around, like every time I open the door, he comes up to the door and then he'll just flop onto his back. So rub my tummy <laughs> rub my type of belly. thing. Yeah. yeah. What about have you? What about pets in your life? Have you ever? Um. No. Really. Mm-hmm. No. You know, I I went through a flirtation with cats. Uh huh. And I think I could have got there, actually. Yeah. Um, because for a while, I really, really, really liked them. And I noticed, I mean, they're cute. I got these great little faces. And, you know, the purring, that's a nice shtick. Mm-hmm. If humans could purr, this would be, well, you know. We a, can moan? Oh, yeah. We can. And oh, I, but there's yeah. 
But there's something really solid about that. You know, it's almost non-committal. It's just saying, uh, I'm really happy right now. And obviously, because you're here, you're a part of that happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, moaning suggests <laughs> a more dynamic connection, usually. Don't you agree? I mean, really. Well, I... I, I mean, you don't I feel moan like for a... no reason, well, do you? Sometimes if I really need to activate the vocal cords, you know, it's been one of those days where I haven't talked to anyone until oh, like 3 oh, o'clock okay. in the afternoon, All right. and I come home and it's just, uh Oh, you do that. Okay, okay. Is that, but, is that more of a grunt? A no, sound? no, I, that's a moan. Oh, that's yeah. a moan. I mean, but it is motivated by something, and it isn't ongoing. It, 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 there's oh, a yeah. stop yeah, to it, you know. You know. Yeah. Right, whereas a purr can go on indefinitely. It could go on all night, mm-hmm. really. Yep. No, yeah. that's that's fair. That's true. And a moan is more ambiguous too. A yeah. moan can be pleasurable. It can be really a sign of suffering too. True. You know, whereas uh, cat's not gonna purr if it's suffering at all. You know, it really is a thumbs up that the cat's given the world or yeah. his master in your case. So it's pretty solid, I would say. <laughs> you know, and I, I and to answer your question. That was all cool. Yeah. But then I discovered that I was allergic. Oh, no. Oh, man, my eyes would pop up. Oh, God, never come over. No. Oh, your whole house. (laughs) My whole apartment. Yeah, what a nightmare. It's more aggro's place than it is mine, absolutely. Yeah. So... My place is off limits to jail. I don't know. Yeah, you better put some hazmat tape around it. (laughs) Because it's just not going to happen. Uh, and that stopped that um, romance. Yeah. The potential for the romance was done. And it took me, you know, it's almost like I didn't really want to know that about my relationship to cats. Because mm-hmm. I would have liked to have had one around. Yeah. But, uh, so I ignored it for a while. And then after a while, it just got worse. Mm-hmm. And so I had to... Uh, no, I couldn't do that. You know, my one other pet experience yeah. was when I was in Minneapolis. A very good friend of mine stayed at his house. Mm-hmm. He had a sheepdog, a huge, huge sheepdog. But when he left to go to work, he would leave the sheepdog in the stairwell. So he couldn't walk around the house. What? Yeah, because it's a big animal, yeah. knocks stuff over. No who knows? backyard to. Not one. Well, Minnesota winters, for one thing. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah You're not going to take it outside when it's eight below zero. Yep. Nope. Anyway. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> habitually, he put it in the stairwell. Well, I was staying with him, and that poor animal, I just thought, this is horrible. So one day. I decided to take it for a walk. Mm -hmm. And that dog, when it saw its leash, just went crazy. (laughs) I mean, it was so excited that it was going to go out that door. Yeah. And uh, what was slightly unsettling was that its jaws would snap. Just keep snapping. It was so excited. (laughs) And it's a large animal. And it was intimidating because it's like, I don't want somehow my flesh to get between his jaws there. But anyway, finally, got the leash on, go out the door. And uh, my friend lives by uh, one of the lakes in Minneapolis that's been turned into a park. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know... That this animal, I don't even remember its name, 
But the sheepdog was so well trained that it healed. That is, it figured out my pace and it walked exactly alongside me on this sunny afternoon where everyone is out. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. And the smiles yeah. on people's faces when they saw me. I mean, mm-hmm. it was clear on its face that I was a great master <laughs> to this dog because yeah. it was so well trained and we looked just exactly right together. And I was saying hi to everyone. Yeah. You know, it was all an illusion, really. <laughs> but, you know, and I I don't know if I can find it in my heart to have a dog, but but uh, for a, so- a social lubricant, there, in some way, there wouldn't be anything better based on that afternoon. Yeah. You know, because the sheep, it was really a handsome animal. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm big enough that I probably look like I fit with the creature. And so um, it would have been a date magnet if I'd walked him again, which I never did. Finally, my friend, and I think it was the right decision, he uh, gave the animal away because it was, shouldn't have been in a house anyway. Mm-hmm. Put, it on, put it on a farm. I'm sure that sheepdog was a lot happier there. Yeah, no. I uh, The experience that I have with dogs... Um, <clears throat> Uh, over the course of my life so far, there's been six. Good God. <laughs> That's, you live in a rural, or did. You lived, well, yeah, I, Damascus I live, isn't as rural as it used to be. No, uh, it, it's changed a lot in the past couple decades. Yeah. But um, the the property that my parents live on right now, they've got an acre of backyard, and mm. so they've got plenty of room to run around. And... Six, uh, not six at one time. Though. No, okay. so it's only ever been three at one time. Uh, yeah. There may have been seven dogs, actually, if we count one of them. So from chronological order, it would go, okay, let me think. It would be Sonny, Louie, Jeffrey, Maya, Bella, nope, not Bella, Emma, Cece, then Bella. <laughs> yeah. So is that eight? Or did um, I count one twice? Well, I didn't put a number on it. I was watching your fingers. <laughs> I had to I had to count it on my fingers. I was just about to have to use my yeah. toes. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, that's uh all the dogs that I've And you least... uh, did you uh personally did you personally bond with them though? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um Louie was definitely more uh, my brother's dog, Sonny was more of a family dog. Uh, Jeffrey, I would say was my dog. Um, then Emma and Cece, they, they're my parents' dogs. Oh. Emma, Cece, and Bella are absolutely my parents' dogs. Oh um, my God. Whoopsie boopsie. See, I don't know how that happens and I, I I'm going to have to stop it. Okay. Stop, I stopped it. All right, we're there good. There we go. Uh, anyways. Uh, I don't know why that happens. <laughs> Emma, Cece, and Bella are my parents' dogs. And as much as they want to deny it, in which I'm certain they have, uh, 
those dogs absolutely replaced us kids. Uh, oh, all right. That's a mystery dynamic. We've got nine minutes or so left in the podcast. Yeah. So uh, what do you mean? So <clears throat> when me and my siblings were very young, we had yeah. Sunny, one dog. Okay. Eventually, we grew to two dogs at the same time. Then Sunny unfortunately passed. Oh, okay. Um, and so we got Jeffrey. So we would always have at least two dogs. Um, then we had Jeffrey and Louie at the same time. Right. They passed. And oh, so. Wow, two. That's a, that's a blow to the family. It was in the same week, too. Ah. Yeah, it was. It was really hard because it. So I lived in Italy for a while. I was an exchange student. I didn't know that. You didn't? No. Oh, wow. I really. I got to read your bio, <laughs> man. It's probably on our website page, isn't it? It might be. I don't know what I, I don't remember what I put on there. I usually don't talk about it. Um, because, well, it doesn't matter for now. It's, it's another episode. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so two dogs passing away in the same week, the same week. One was the day. So Louie died the day after I left for Italy Uh, and then Jeffrey died three days later. Well, it was uh, traumatic of sorrow at your departure or what? You know, I, I like to think it's that way because they died out of love for me, but it's oh, man. it's pets are something that we as people never deserved. Um, honestly, they are so good to us. They are. I I honestly don't know who I would be or what I would be doing if it weren't for pets. Well, that says a lot. That is yeah. huge. Man. I can't live without you know something to something furry to love you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> i think i love that that's cool thank you and so we were dogless for a while um oh maya was just a dog that like kind of came and went at some point that's she was a chug a chihuahua pug oh and she was so irritating she was super super cute don't get me wrong but she was also annoying as hell. And so we, uh, some family friends took her and now they're very happy. Anyways. Wow. Um, and so we were dogless for a while. My brother had already moved out, uh, to go to college. And then a couple years later, we get Emma and Cece, their sisters, um, black labs, Oh, Black Labs, yeah. yeah it's so like all I of know them have from been labs. Facebook. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I know they're cool. They're I mean, so they're I very labs. cool animals, yeah. Um, Sonny was a yellow lab. Louie was a pit bull lab. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, it was, he was super cute. Jeffrey was a shepherd lab. Um, then Emma and Cece are just labs. Mm-hmm. And so is Bella. Bella's the youngest one. Uh, she's also a lab yellow and so conveniently enough as soon as my sister and myself move away from home leaving my parents empty nesters uh they decide that they need a third dog (laughs) and which has therefore effectively replaced me my brother and my sister uh as the things that they take care of yeah yeah they uh they they filled the gap somehow. Yeah. And wow. I, I feel like I've seen or heard of a lot of 
people doing that, replacing those who leave the home with a pet. Um, and I just, I think that's spectacular. Um, I think that is a fantastic way to, uh, whether it's grief over someone's passing or just trying to fill a, a hole or a void in that part of your life, mm-hmm. pets are the best for that. And regardless of what kind of pet it is, whatever you love, you know, whatever you feel like you can be responsible for, uh, will work. If that's a fish, by all means, I know a lot of people who have snakes or lizards and, uh, people who have spiders, people who have ferrets and weasels and, you know, this huge array of possible pets. And I love every part of that. I just love how people love pets. And honestly, we never deserved pets in the first place, but I'm so glad that we have them. You know, I'm in awe of uh, one family I know because Mm -hmm. they have a dog. Right. But um, they raised three boys. They're all out of the house, all of them successful kids, doing great in their jobs. And they brought in a foster child. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think it was mainly the wife in this case. I don't Mm -hmm. think I want to use their names, but... um, she just had to have another human to raise, you know? Yeah. I just think that says an amazing thing about those people. That's uh, very noble of yeah, them. Yeah, noble, and uh, maybe it says something about their oh, their nervous systems, you know, that they can, they can handle the challenge. Mm. And as I mm. understand it, this... Uh, young, uh, well, she's a girl that came into their lives has had some difficult challenges. And so there are behavioral issues at some times. Right. And still, uh, they invited her in and they're doing fine. You know? That's... I don't know, man. That's so good to hear. I think it's awe-inspiring that people could do that. And... Absolute shout out to the people who do that kind of thing, you know, where they've already raised, you know, X amount of their own. And even if they didn't and they take in a foster child to give them a a decent, good life, I mean, that's super noble. Uh, I remember my parents actually did that. We had a foster child. Oh, wow. A couple really? For a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so go mom and dad. Real, real good people. Um, but yeah, no, it's (sighs) integrating someone else into a family is difficult and it takes the right kind of people to do that, regardless if that's a person, a pet or whatever is being integrated. Uh, it's, it takes a certain kind of person to do that. Well, it, it appears from the outside to take a selflessness, which yeah, I absolutely. have to admit, uh, mm-hmm. and it's maybe a confession here. I don't think I have that. You don't? I don't no, I don't think I... Well, I think I might be better at it now than uh, when I was a lot younger, mm-hmm. actually, but... I don't think I had the capacity to be that welcoming. I have a really good friend in Minneapolis who years ago, 30 years Mm -hmm. ago, 
a single man took into his life a badly abused eight-year-old boy. And it was a huge challenge, and my friend never complained about the difficulties and the um, counseling that this youngster had to have and his misbehavior, his acting out. Now that individual is an adult, and he still has problems. But the way I look at it, I mean, he's not dead he mm-hmm. manages much of the time to live a productive life, and I think he would be dead if it weren't for my friend. You know, and that is contributing to the world in a way that just leaves me slack with awe because I don't right. think I have that. You know, not That's, really. I mean, I. You know, only 21. I don't know really if I yeah, can say. Yeah, you'll find out yeah. where you don't I've know I've got that some yet. years to figure right. that out. Yes, exactly. But I don't know. It It seems like there's so much that has to go into it. And even now with my cat, like, I don't <laughs> know if, you know, I had to question it before. Am I a good cat dad? Like, I don't know. Uh, as far as I'm aware, so long as my cat loves me, or at least what I perceive as his love, then I can't be doing that bad, right? I agree. Yeah, sure. so I mean, it, it certainly does take a very strong, selfless, uh, brave person to do something like that, something so difficult and challenging, but... As to take responsibility for a troubled human mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. I mean, just take responsibility for anyone, for that right. matter, you yeah, know? Yeah, and so, yeah. shout out to all those people. You're doing a great job. Um... I know I've heard some horror stories about foster parents being less than stellar. Um, so, I mean, there's there's an outlier in every in everything. Just kind of what we were talking about on the last episode. You know, there's there's outliers in every genre of music. Yeah. You know, there's there's got to be an outlier in every, you know, series of foster parents. But for the most part, um, real they're doing good work. I, They're doing yeah. stuff that I don't think I could ever, I could ever do. In terms of uh, cat stories, I uh, had a good friend. He's dead now. Oh. <laughs> um, but um, back in the day, he used to hitchhike a lot. Ooh. He was uh, a very poetic person. Mm-hmm. In his apartment, he had an altar in a closet, and he would collect. Uh, animal bones and bird wings and shells and colored rocks. Is he a warlock? Like <laughs> no, he was. I think he wasn't of any particular persuasion. Yeah, I think that he was only celebrating the mystery and the extraordinary variety Ooh, of yeah. life. I dig that. But when he would hitchhike, he had a cat that would rest on his shoulder (gasps) and that cat would go with him everywhere yes and the cat love that it was completely comfortable riding on his shoulders if larry had to walk somewhere just put the cat perch him on his shoulder he's fine he was where he wanted to be 
There was no squirming, no problems, probably purring, and they'd just go everywhere together. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, that, that would be great. That is so fantastic. I hope to have a pet like that one day. Well, you could just perch old uh, aggro on your shoulder, see what Ooh. happens. Yeah, he doesn't like to be picked up. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, maybe not then. Yeah, trust me. I've tried. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> to no prevail. But uh, <clears throat> that about makes it for episode 26. Yeah, um, we just kind of flowed right through this one, man. Yeah, this one took no time at all, yet here we are, yeah. 44 minutes. According to the digital clock, yeah. it's uh, almost, well, it is now, 44 minutes. Congratulations. Go us. Big team. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Anyways, this has been Inherently Human, episode 26. My name is Aiden DeBoard. I'm Jim Newman. And thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead, look at our Facebook page. It's so far the only social media that we have. Uh, yeah, we should have more, but we don't. Yeah, yeah it's, it's easier this way. Uh, <laughs> Facebook at Inherently Human. Uh, we hope to see you there. Let us know what you think, and we will see you next time. And thanks for being part of this group. I really like this, and I think we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't get positive feedback every once in a while. <laughs> so thank you. You're the reason why we keep on doing this. Exactly. <laughs>